What's happening? Welcome to the Matt Bernier Show, part of the In The Money Media Network. My name is Matt Bernier. You can follow me on Twitter, at Bernier underscore Matt. Today is Tuesday, December the 20th, 2022. I think it's episode 144, but we called last week's 144. So officially, this will be episode 145 of the show. However you listen, thank you for doing so. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, over on InTheMoneyPodcast.com. You can also watch and listen along over on YouTube. All you need to do is type into the search bar, Matt Burney, your show. You'll get this episode along with, I don't know, I guess it's 143, 144, whatever the official number is, the prior episodes of this program, as well as anything else uploaded to the In The Money Media channel, whether it be the Players Pod or any of the other things that go on with the In The Money Media Network. A couple things. We'll wrap up, as we have been for the past handful of weeks, with uh, looking ahead to the holiday week slate in the NFL. I'm going to go very, very quickly through it because, fun fact, I had already recorded it, and then I found out the microphone wasn't on. So we're going to go even faster than the 10-minute burn that I did for that prior segment, which is now in the garbage. Uh, For the start of the show, though, two things. The plan all along was to go over the two-year-old, soon-to-be-three-year-old Phillies. As I did with the males last week. By the way, Tapatrice, my 1B, he won on Saturday at Aqueduct. Broke his maiden. I think he had a mid-80 buyer, something like that. Uh, still a little bit green. Still got some things to iron out. Not the swiftest out of the gate, but I, I think I think there's some stuff to work with anyway. If you haven't listened to my other thoughts on three-year-old males who could be, or two, soon-to-be three-year-old males, who could be important this upcoming season, uh, head on back to last week's show. Give that a listen. Uh, so this was going to be about two-year-old fillies, soon-to-be three-year-old fillies. And then I started doing some research, and with the exception of Wonder Wheel, who won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies, and Hoosier Philly, who was so impressive winning the Golden Rod and has done nothing wrong in three starts, I I don't have anything concrete to go off of. Because I think it's a largely, I'll call a spade a spade, I think it's a largely bad group to this point. And I'm not one to rush to judgment on that. I'm someone who usually says you can't say definitively one way or the other if a group is good or bad in the heat of the moment because we'll only truly know sort of in retrospect. But they just lack credentials all around. None of them are overly fast. The ones that have won races have done so in sort of pedestrian fashion, with the exception of the two girls that I mentioned. Aside from Wonder Wheel and Hoosier Philly, I i mean, you could make a case for any one of, I don't know, 40 horses? I mean, i they're that up in the air. So I would encourage those of you listening to... Shoot me a note on Twitter, at Bernie or underscore Matt, or beneath the video player on YouTube. If you have suggestions on three-year-old, soon-to-be three-year-old fillies, because to me, it's a division that, much more so than the males. And the, Keep in mind, this is the caveat with all of this is, we will all learn as they continue to run and grow and develop and mature. But I feel like at least with the top of the market for the males, you get a pretty good idea of who's who's got it and who doesn't. 
with the girls. It wouldn't surprise me at all if these girls that are fast now don't get any better. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Kentucky Oaks winner either A, has not started yet, or B, has run really, really slow. And then she just all of a sudden blossoms and turns into a beast. I wish I had more to offer from the Philly standpoint right now, but I don't. I think it's a, a, clear as mud doesn't do it justice. I think it is just incredibly, incredibly murky. So let me know if any of you have thoughts other than those two that I've already talked about. The other thing quickly to touch on before we move on to football. This is going to be the last show for 2022 of this program. There will be other quality programming from In The Money Media, especially with opening day at Santa Anita coming the day after Christmas. This show also may not come back right away at the beginning of the year. It might come back right away at the beginning of the year. Uh, That's still TBD needs to be ironed out. There's a chance it looks the same as it has, meaning from a timing standpoint. Seems extremely unlikely. I'm going to speak in a number of just vague elements right now. Uh, it, hopefully, knock wood will become much clearer sooner than later. Assuming we are good to go, and after the little, let's call it, the holiday hiatus is coming and gone, there's a very real chance that this show comes back at the end of the week, not at the beginning of the week anymore, and it becomes much more of a preview show for stakes action than the whatever this form is. But it will still have all the same elements and things like that. I've already chatted with PTF. There's some things that need to get ironed out, both personally and professionally, and I'm very confident that they will. And again, it will be much clearer, hopefully in uh, a little while. And I can stop being so vague. But this will be the last show for this year. It might be the last show for a few weeks. But I'm, I'm fairly confident we will be back next year. It just may be a little bit different, the format and the timing of it, for reasons that hopefully we can talk about soon. What we can talk about right now, though, is the Christmas week slate in the National Football League. Again, I recorded the whole thing, and unfortunately, the microphone was all jacked up. So we're going to try it again, and we're going to do it in record timing. We're going to try to do it in less than 10 minutes, get through the entire slate. I've got two plays. Going to try to rebound. Went one and three last weekend. Not great. Still overall, good numbers though. 10-7 and one. Got two plays for this week. Hopefully we get back on the beam. A little bit of a Christmas gift. Hopefully anyway. With the football plays. So what I've decided to do is just go through, give you my projection for the game with my spread and my total. And not offer up the book numbers because they're going to be different depending on when you bet the game. If you bet the game. Later on in the week, right now, if you've already bet the game, but I will offer up the two plays based on the numbers that are available on Tuesday afternoon that I will be making. Thursday night, though, let's begin with the Jaguars in New York, or I guess New Jersey, take on the Jets. I have the Jets winning 22.3 to 18.7. That's a 3.6 point difference and a total of 41. There is no play there for me. You could look at the over, I suppose, depending on when you get the number. could look at the Jets. Zach Wilson worries me. It's a pass. Saturday, Christmas Eve, the Bengals and these lowly New England Patriots. I have the Bengals winning 23.7 to 20.2. It's a 3.6 point difference and a total of 43.9. I have zero faith in the Patriots right now. And selfishly, 
because I I think the Patriots are a rudderless ship. I'm going to root for the Bengals to not only play well, but stay healthy because I've got bigger fish to fry from a gambling standpoint with these two teams. So I think the Bengals win, and I hope they do, and I hope they stay healthy. Bills and Bears. This is a game that I actually would have made a play. I have the Bills winning 27.5 to 19.0. That's an 8.5 point difference and a total of 46.5. As of Tuesday, there are totals available at 40.5. Under normal conditions, normal circumstances, I would pound the over. Be the, probably the biggest play out of any of the plays that I've laid out here over the past handful of weeks. The problem is, or the concern anyway, the weather in Chicago Saturday, bitter cold with wind. The wind chill anywhere between minus 8 and minus 21. On a nice day, pound the over. On a cold, windy day, Christmas Eve in New York, in, excuse me, in Chicago, I, I just can't justify taking a shot on that. I'm going to pass, acknowledging that my number has the game going well over the 40 and a half. I have a feeling it's as low as it is because of that weather. Seahawks and Chiefs this is the first play of the weekend. I have the Chiefs winning 28.9 to 22.4. That's a six and a half point difference and a total of 51.3. I am taking the points with the Seahawks, plus nine and a half. I have them covering that number 59.9% of the time. That translates to odds of minus 149 when you compare that to the minus 110 available on the nine and a half. A bit of a hot take, and I'm not just throwing things out just to throw things out. I think the Chiefs, they have a whiff of fraud. Whiff of fraud in my eyes. Yeah, they're the number two seed. Yeah, they've got Mahomes, and they've got Kelsey, and they've got Andy Reid, and they're proven this, that, and the other. You look at some of the games that they've won, though, and I know... At the end of the day, all that matters is your wins and losses. But we've seen with the Vikings, I'm not comparing them directly to the Vikings, but Minnesota's record is much better than the team actually is. Maybe not to that extent, but I think Kansas City is in the same boat. And this isn't just because of how poorly they played against the Texans. Some of these other games that they've won this year, there have been a number of instances that a ball breaks the other way and they're screwed. I'm wondering if they're not quite as good as their numbers and record would suggest they are. And maybe just that having some of those headline names on the team masks that a little bit to a degree. They're still good. I still I still expect them to make a, a deep run into the postseason. I just don't know if they're as good as maybe most are making them out to be. I'm taking the points with Seattle, 9.5 on the road. Lions and Panthers, I have Detroit winning 24.3 to 21.1. That's a 3.2 point difference with a total of 45.4. Houston Texans, Tennessee Titans, I have Tennessee winning 22.4 to 15.4. That's a 7 point difference in favor of Tennessee with a total of 37.8. Giants at the Vikings, I have the Vikings winning 25.4 to 21.0. That's a 4.4 point difference with a total of 46.4. Saints and Browns, the second play of the week. I have the Browns winning 19.4 to 17.2. This is a 2.2 point difference with a total of 36.6. I'm sure if you just listen to this, you go, what the hell kind of play are you making here? The the side, Cleveland is favored by two and a half at home, but the total as of Tuesday afternoon is 32. A 32-point total in a professional football game 
is mind-boggling. And I, I don't know if it is... I think it's just a product of offenses being bad. Yeah, maybe some defenses have done some good things, but I, I can't help but think that they're dressed up a little bit just based on how shitty some of these offenses have been. And these are two bad teams. But on principle, think about it this. 32. 20 to 13, you win. 20 to 13, over. Done. I just, I, I, I can't. I think on principle alone, I have to take the over. On principle alone, I would have to take the over. I have this number going over by 4.6 points. I have them going over 32, 64.7% of the time. Saints-Browns, over 32 is the play. Falcons-Ravens, I have no opinion because Lamar is still TBD to play. I believe he's supposed to, but as of Tuesday, it doesn't look like a, a, you know, absolute cinch. Commanders and 49ers, I have San Francisco winning 25.4 to 16.1. That's a 9.3 point difference with a total of 41.5. Eagles and Cowboys, Jalen Hurts is hurt. It's going to be a pass for me. Raiders and Steelers, I have the Steelers winning 20.9 to 19.0. It's a two-point difference, a total of 39.9. Those numbers more or less match up really well with what the books are offering right now. Christmas Day Sunday, Dolphins and Packers, I've got the Dolphins winning 26.0 to 22.1. 3.9-point difference, total of 48.1. Broncos and Rams, I've got Denver winning 16.8 to 16.4. 0.4-point difference in favor of Denver, total of 33.2. You know, the Rams right now are catching two and a half points at home. I would be inclined to look that way if you really, really wanted to make a play on Sunday or have some action. Just because Denver sucks. I mean, LA does too, but with a total that low and the home team catching points, I I would lean LA Rams. Don't love it, but would lean. Sunday night, Bucks and Cardinals, two more garbage teams. I have Tampa winning 21.0 to 16.0. Five-point difference, total of 37, no interest whatsoever. And then Monday night, the Chargers and the Colts, when I first looked at it, and I think many people would share the same opinion, you think, all right, Chargers for fun. My numbers don't have it as a complete slam dunk. 23.4 to 18.8 in favor of LA on the road. It's 4.6-point difference, 42.1 is the total. You know, if you're somebody that's just looking for some action, Maybe you're looking under. Right now, the total is 46.5 at uh, some books. 46, 46.5. I've got 42.1. That would probably be my lean if I had to make a play on Monday. And maybe I still will. We'll see if Santa shows up and leaves a little something in my stocking. That's not coal. But if you had to make a play on Monday, I would go under 46.5 in the Chargers-Colts game. And there you have it. The Christmas week slate in the NFL. And that's going to do it for 2022 in this show. Uh, as always, thank you to those of you that listen, those of you that watch, uh, those of you that follow along and support on social media and um, everything, everything that the listeners and viewers do. It is not lost on me, certainly, but I know the entire group as a whole um, that without all of you, uh, we're not able to do this. And hopefully we have we provide enough of a little bit of an outlet or some kind of entertainment or some kind of educational piece or just whatever. 
spitballing um, that you all find useful to some degree in some fashion. Uh, I will be back in 2023 at some point, maybe sooner, maybe later. We'll find out in time. Uh, But until then, have a happy and safe holiday season. Don't do anything stupid. Always words to live by. And good luck. However you play, whatever you play, and wherever you play, especially if it happens to be opening day at Santa Anita. That's going to do it for 2022 and the Matt Bernier Show.